Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. intrusion ended Harry and Chelsea Davies' relationship? If that's true, then how do I get them to look into my godson and his girlfriend? She has blue hair and I do not trust her. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined, as ever, by my producer, Martin. And what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. We talked to our entertainment correspondent about the situation this morning, and we had a legal expert on to talk about the COVID inquiry. Uh, That's not what we ended up talking about, but it, it was definitely what we had him on to talk about. That's the magic of live radio, Martin. Anything can happen. But as ever, there was so much we couldn't include. For example, we had a brilliant roundup of all of Labour's awful plans, which came to light last week, but it turns out we were just listening to a repeat from February, so we won't be playing that again. The Valentine's Day advertising we had to do halfway through should have been a clue. Now, if you enjoyed last week's Time for Questions episode, and if you have a question for us, you can email us at nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. Last week's episode actually did really well in downloads just on answering some questions you sent in. (laughs) Makes me wonder why you bothered to book in all those guests, Martin. (laughs) Yes, 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 it does seem like a lot of effort, doesn't it? But let's start with the late breaking news that President Trump has been indicted under the Espionage Act. Now, this happened so late, we didn't have time to talk about it on the radio show, but I wanted to chat about it as a sort of podcast exclusive. Martin, what do we know? Oh, yes, well, it's all going down over the pond. Um, President Trump has got into a bit of hot water. <laughs> and oh, the, President the naughty Trump. scam. Yes. This time uh, for violating the Espionage Act, uh, obstructing justice... You know, hiding little boxes of oh, files that it's, he he claims it, to have declassified with his mind. So it just, it just it just seems to me a lot of fuss about nothing, doesn't it? So he did what he hid some boxes. Big deal. Big yeah, no, deal. I, I think it's less about the boxes themselves. It's more about the um, military secrets, uh, nuclear information that was potentially within those boxes. Well, they should be secret, though, shouldn't they? You should hide those. Those shouldn't be around. He's, protect- yes. he's protecting the nation. 
He obviously knows best, and where best to put your secrets than in your own attic, I say. R- right, I see. So yes. um, rather than keeping them under the, um, you know, with, with all the other secrets, yes. the Pentagon, for example, he's, he's actually done them a favour in a way by, um, by taking them home to where, to the Mar-a-Lago where you can pay That's to right. come and have dinner with him. That's right, the last place people would think to look. Right, right, okay. Interesting. Apart from, unfortunately, in this case, they did look, but they yes, yes, but they still, did. they didn't. Well, they you know, I mean, I I see what you're saying. I mm. personally feel like I mean, here is a man who is besieged by different lawsuits. I wouldn't say that this will be the thing that stops him from being president again, but um, I tell you what, it builds a portfolio. Well, um, I'd like to say two things to that, Martin. Yes. Firstly, in a post on Truth Social, uh, which is sort of like a superior Twitter, uh, right. you have a lovely time. It's absolutely great. He said he was innocent. So innocent until proven guilty. And, you know, when people say who they are, you know, believe them. So there's that. And secondly... If he did go to prison, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the kind of worst case scenario. Orange that, jumpsuit. Well, that's I what mean, they wear over there. Well, let's let's talk about that because I think he could still run for president. It's what Nelson Mandela did, isn't it? Right. Yeah. No. I. Why can mm, he be the America's answer to Nelson Mandela? You know what? I think there are um, there are legal... similarities. Yes, implications for being I'm not sure you're allowed to run for the presidency from uh, from jail. However, I'm sure he could start a very popular TV show and sort of uh, you know go back to his original first love of um, just being on TV and saying things. Or he could write a really good book like Jeffrey Archer did. You know what? I would actually be interested. In, in seeing what Donald Trump yes. wrote. I imagine it would be more of a picture book. Um, you know. What do you think it would detail? Do you think it would be... I imagine all books would probably be about him. Yeah, I think... I mean, we're kidding ourselves if, it, if, if we think it would be anything other than just absolute filth. Um, do you think he could write a bonkbuster? Sort of Jilly Cooper-like thing. Exactly. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? But in the world of American politics. Or and I wonder... in the sexy world of golf. Well, absolutely. Mm. I mean, it's it's largely, as I understand it, an all male environment in golf, and and I'm not sure if um, Donald Trump would encourage well, yes, that. Well, yes, but this of... is the thing with with fiction, Martin, is you can take a few liberties. So what you could do was maybe the men are playing golf, but all the caddies are sexy ladies, right? And maybe uh, and Do- Donald Trump, he could be cast as sort of, you know, the plucky underdog who has started golf and no one believes in him because they persecute him because he's rich and they think, oh, you just get to play golf because you're rich. And actually, he's really, really very, very good. And then he has this beautiful ball finder. I think that's the right term. A ball ball finder? Yes, when he throws, when he hits the balls into the forest and the ball finder, she goes off, she goes through the undergrowth she tries to find the ball and then she comes and she gets it for him. And to begin with, he's cross with her. He's like, 
go faster, Leslie. Why aren't you being fast? And then he begins to realise that, Leslie, it's a great act of love. He'll, he'll, He'll throw the ball uh, or whatever it's called in golf terms, you know, hit the ball, um, buck yes. the ball. Yes, strike the ball. it. Is it? Oh, strike mm. it. Strike the ball into the into the lake because they have lakes in golf course, Martin. Yes, And then yes. Leslie dives in the lake and she can't swim, Martin. She can't swim. You know, this, um, this, this all sounds just like the kind of book that uh, Nadine Dorries was right. Seems very much in her in her voice. Have you thought about uh Martin? Martin it would be much better yes. than that. It'd be much better than that. Nadine oh. is an amateur. She's an amateur writer, politician, oh. and broadcaster. Oh right. Okay. So this, you two have what I'm describing here is a professional. That is from a professional mind. Right. Which yes would be Donald Trump's or mine. Both professionals okay. in our field both more than capable of writing a, lit, a literary classic. Yes, you know? like a, a sort of um, a, a, a sexy caddyshack or a... What's a, that? It's a film with Bill Murray where he's No, golfing. it's not going to be like Bill Murray. No, okay. No, no um, Bill Murray in this book. Like a, like Bill a, Murray would a, be on a golf course. A saucy Happy Gilmore. And, oh, Adam's, Adam Sandler, yes. Yeah, similar. yes. Well, I okay. don't know. I prefer to think of it as a sort of saucy Charlton Heston film, but about golf. Did he do a golfing film? Well, I think he would have done if they'd let him. If they let him, yes. Mm. No, no, that's a good point. He was, but they um, wouldn't at the end. They wouldn't constrained. let him. Well, at the very end. The more I think about this, Martin, I think that the world is crying out for this book. Well, um There could be I a suppose... whole series. What do you think we could call it? Martin, if you come up with a title, yes. I'll give you an acknowledgement in okay. private, not not publicly. Uh, mind you, the podcast people will know, but they there's not many of them. Um, any holes a goal? Any holes a goal? Oh, Martin, that's very good. That's really, very you, good. I felt oh, that Martin, a little bit I like dirty it. Sort of saying... mysterious. You don't really know what it what it's referring to. Well, you're I intrigued. Think it... What yes. could it be, you think? You pick it up and then you could have a sexy photo of um, a stiletto caught in a golf hole. Oh, that's, that's quite, quite a good image. Yes. Um, of course, it is wildly uh, departing from our usual uh, news-based, news um, you know, conflap. So uh, perhaps... Well, I can't help it if I'm multi-talented. And if, um... my listeners know that. And I think this is, I think this is proving it. I mean, absolutely wonderful what I've just come up with here. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you would like to hear more about Any Hills of Goal, then send your questions to nonsensedpodcast.gmail.com. That's right. If you, lucky listener, would like to imagine scenarios for the book, if we like them, we will put them in and we will give you a metaphorical pat on the head. Or literally a just, clap like they did for the nurses. We've just outsourced. You also didn't get a pay rise. Writing a bonk it, buster. This it is... just shows that you don't need money to contribute to society, which is what you would be doing by contributing to any holes a goal. So just to recap, Trump, what do we think will happen, Martin? 
Oh, well, he's he's definitely guilty, but I'm pretty sure nothing will come of it. Oh, terrific. Now, how are you? Are you doing okay? It's been a tough time for consumers of media as they deal with the shocking revelation that some people in the media aren't as nice as they seem. I guess it's just hard when someone you tune into every week turns out not to be who they say they are, Harriet. It certainly is, Producer Martin. So to talk about that, we had entertainment correspondent Henny Fairground on. That's with two Fs. And she gave us all of the gossip. Not, not... Not all the gossip, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, mm. not, sorry. Uh, the, the lawyers said we couldn't say the stuff about the... Now, very serious topic for, you know, what would usually be quite a frivolous part of the show. We, we are joined by Henny, our entertainment correspondent. Hello, Henny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? No, but, but how are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, bless you. Bless you. Well, how are you, though? Oh, how are you? How uh, yeah, you? I think everyone's doing <laughs> everyone's doing just fine. Henny, um, thanks thanks for joining us. It is, of course, quite a um, well, quite a quite turbulent a week. week of the of the obviously expected kind. No? Yes, this is the thing, Henny. You've you've hit the nail on the head. Expected because everybody knew, everyone knew, and I am just glad that the lies have finally come out. Because I've been saying this to people for years, for years, not publicly, but, in, you know, in my head for years. And I'm just glad that finally, finally it comes out and we know the truth. Finally. Yeah. Those, those thoughts are now sounds. Mm. Like, you know how rotten eggs rise to the surface of a bowl of water? No. I tend to keep my eggs in the fridge um so we don't often have that problem oh Henny. No, oh, that's a waste of fridge space um i keep them in the um in the cardboard box that they come okay, in i don't want to talk I about eggs i i want to about talk five about five minutes before yeah I all right them. martin i want to talk about holly and phil and the fact that you know everyone knew and itv knew and what this says about tv and it just I mean, it just makes me think, oh, that it, it's shocking, isn't it, when you realise that there are people out there in the entertainment industry that you've watched and listened to for years who might might not be good people. But I don't think... It, for two people who have worked predominantly together mm. in cold environments as well, because we, we, we should remember that they do work on an ice skating programme, and, mm. and I don't think anyone can spend that amount of time near ice without going ever so slightly mad. Yes, okay, mm. that's very interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, I've never trusted ice skaters and now I know why. Um, but Henny, I have a question. Um, of course, for a lot of people, this will be a new revel revelation. Um, how who, far who are, who back... Who are these people? Channel 5? Well, some of the viewers really yes. were taken aback. People that aren't clued in with the showbiz goss. Um, I mean, d does it go back as far as the broom closet, for example? Should we be looking at Gordon the Gopher? Should we be looking at Ed the Duck, Andy Peters, other people that may have shared 
those similar spaces at the time. I mean, a, a lot of the things that Ed the Duck and Gordon Gopher do have in common with this story is that they they all have the same hairstyle mm-hmm. as Holly Willoughby. Yeah, yeah, because of course Holly knew. Holly knew. They knew. They all knew. Don't yeah. tell me you didn't know just because you didn't know. Well, she she, she said she said that she didn't, and and I don't know if you saw the um the uh quite dramatic speech that she gave on the show and it, it, it convinced me it was an Oscar-worthy performance and uh, it was compelling as hell. I mean, she's very good at reading an autocue. We, mm. we have to give her that. Henny, you've been in this industry uh, a long time. Have you witnessed any behaviour yourself where you thought, that's not right, one day that will come up? Maybe give us some juicy names. I mean, I've always thought Claudia Winkleman, I bet there's something going on there. I mean, she doesn't have a fringe for no reason. Yeah. She's got something to uh, hide. She's got something Yeah, to hide. it's a big fringe, uh, hiding big lies. Mm-hmm. Right. Similarly, who else has a fringe? Holly Willoughby did have a fringe until recently. Oh, so maybe she is innocent then? No, I, th- I think she removed the fringe so as to look transparent. Right, uh, right. Right, yes. You can track a lot of different rumours and um, spurious allegations in the media, depending on whether people have a fringe or not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. But, Henny, I mean, any experiences yourself? Because what we I can't even remember what you were doing before this. You've done all sorts of things. We, we've we done all sorts of things together. Yes, plural, uh, we. Yeah, we sure. are people. And, and I, I have never had a fringe, and uh, whereas you have. Um, do, do, do you remember that incident when we were camping out uh, looking for bats Ooh. for... Uh, I think it was the early beginnings of Spring Watch. Oh, um, I would have loved to have been invited. I don't think I, I'd want I'd to never... camp and look at bats, Henny. <laughs> I mean, um, we, we never found any because of the screaming. But um, oh, yeah. Oh. Well, who was who was who was screaming? Who I think for legal me? purposes, we might have to um, avoid that story. Actually, well, I, um, I do seem to remember your screaming, and it was a very very irritating sound. I, I really, seem to remember. Sure. Really uh, annoying. Really, re- re- like quite overpoweringly annoying. Sure. I, um, I mean, I could scream now. It feels like I could easily I scream I don't now. think on a largely audio um, programme, I don't think we should encourage any screaming. Producer Martin, didn't you have a story about screaming? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I was. Uh, I remember. Uh, who was I working for at the time? I, I can't really remember. It was so long ago. But um, yes, I'd just been uh, yeah, shouted at by by my boss at, oh. at the time, and um, you know they were a real real piece of work. And what uh, an ogre! Yeah, they they actually been um, stabbing me with 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 small. It was chopsticks. And um, oh. yeah, I mean, I was like, ah, no, please don't do that. I'm about to go be and quite, see. It can, I mean, it can be quite an effective weapon, that actually. Yeah, and yes. of course, the I mean, at the time, the lionesses had just won the World Cup, and we we were so um, you know we were so over in awe of, of of their success the first time ever that it had come home. Of course, Martin, it, that that yeah. wasn't years ago. No, I mean, but it, it it felt it felt like felt like yes. Well, Martin, listen, that... 
I don't know who else was attacking you with chopsticks, but shame on them. I'm the only one who can be doing that. I'm so sorry that happened to you twice. Awful. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Yes. Yes. Martin, if you need it. There's a Facebook support group that I can refer you to if you would, if, if you do need some help. I mean, that can would I be join quite it? nice, actually. Uh, mm, no. Yeah. Uh, fine, I don't go on Facebook anyway. I use Bebop. I do have a question, uh, Henny, and it's about trust in presenters. Do you feel that uh, with this revelation, uh, people, the general public, are going to lose faith in some of their favourite presenters just because Philip Schofield has come out and admitted that he's told lies? Do you think people will start doubting um, people like Piers Morgan, you know, thinking that, oh, perhaps he's a liar too? Do do you think people will start, um, you know, Dan Wooten, um, Nigel Farage, all of the favourite... Oh, dear. Yes, they possibly should question it. I mean, is Bruce Forsyth even dead? Mm. Um, You know, who who can we trust? Who can we? Mm. Yeah, he's probably hiding in an attic somewhere, isn't he? I imagine so. Mm. And under Claudia Winkleman's fringe, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dark time for the entertainment world. It'd be awful. I mean, people lost faith in. I mean, people lost faith in me. Oh God, I couldn't bear it because I, you know, I do have some sympathy with Philip. But I would say, Philip, you've dragged us all down with you and we're innocent, you know? We're innocent. I mean, I think his issue was he, he should never have, have worn that long, colourful overcoat. I, I, I do think people in his position would usually tend to go for a, a, a beige overcoat. I think that's, yes. the, uh, that's the outfit, isn't it, for, for, for his, his type of, of presenting. So, so maybe he he made himself too too visible for everyone. And he did sing when he had that jacket on, didn't he? He did. Mm. He did. Um, I mean, it's it's just someone crying, crying out for help. I think. Henny Fairground, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, not at all, but also never ask me again. Thank you. No. That's oh, bless not, you. Okay. You too. You too. Finally, we wanted to really get under the bonnet of the big issue dominating the legal system this week. Unfortunately, Martin booked Jeremy Borp, a legal expert who had been covering the COVID inquiry, so we did our best. Jeremy, thank you for coming on the show. Wonderful to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a a really important thing to talk about and uh, I'm, I'm glad to have the platform to talk to more people about it, to be honest. Really important, really important. This is uh, such a, a big, uh, it says so much about um, not just politics, but law, you know, and, and what we yeah. consider and, and, and moral, morality, what is right, what is, what is wrong. Well, that's, that's really refreshing to mm. hear you say that because this is, I mean, the, the cabinet basically, are, so this is the COVID inquiry for those who aren't informed. What? And Oh, if- no, 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 Jeremy, no. I, no that's, that's. I think that's being done, hasn't it? No, I'm talking about Prince no, no, Harry. Um, okay, okay well, I think we've got some crossed wires here because uh, I... Jer- Jeremy what? is is on to talk about the COVID inquiry. That's what that's what he was booked yes. for. So, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm one of Mr. the lawyers Moore. working. Yeah. Why do we need to talk about that? That's COVID okay, happened you. ages ago. 
Yeah, no, it, it it did, but there were other things that were happening at the time that we are st- we're still investigating, and this inquiry has been set up independently uh, under the Inquiries Act to to basically uh, hold power to account, and um, it's it's it, we're having a hard time. Hold power to account. Well, what what I want to know is when is Prince Harry going to be held to account? Right, he comes here, bad mouths our press uh, and our government. He's attacked our government and our press in one. Fell swoop. He's, right, and he he said that the government and the press are in bed with each that, other. Yes, I mean, is that a direct quote? That's what he said. He said that they were they were at it like rabbits, metaphorically speaking. But maybe that, he doesn't. I don't know if he uses metaphors. I don't know if they do that in California. Well, that's a simile, first of all. Yes. Oh, but I'm I sorry. Think... I'm sorry. I'm not a lawyer. I'm sorry. I'm not a lawyer, Jeremy. And I don't know the right words for things. Right, no. I just know truth. Okay, this is all spiralling a little. I, I think I think what's happened is there's been a bit of confusion. There's there's two separate stories here, one about Harry, one about the COVID inquiry. They're not linked as far as I'm aware, um, but Jeremy's on. No, so- it'd be ludicrous to... Yes, Assert that in any way that they would be remotely linked. Unless, this is a, unless of course... I, I'm not briefed about okay, that. Good. You're not briefed about Harry? No, I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen the press coverage, of course, but there are much more important things I think that's briefing in my book, though, happening. isn't it? I know a lot about it now. I think right, so, I, could, I could brief a lot of people about Harry and okay, what he's so, doing to this country. Wh- what do you think he's doing to this country? What's he doing to this country? Well, he's destroying it, isn't it? He's attacking our press. He's attacking me. I'm not personally, but he's attacking people like me. Just because we've got a few chums in government, and I think okay. it's disgusting. I, I sense that there's a, there's a slight uh, a position that you hold here, Harriet. Okay, so um, imagine Always. Harry broke the rules. He, he broke the COVID yes. rules. Say but he broke and, moral rules. Right. Mm. Say, say he did that, and an independent inquiry was set up to investigate ah, that. Yes. But Harry was deciding what what information to withhold. Would should is that a moral thing to do if Harry were to do that, which he obviously didn't, but if he did. Be careful. This is a lawyer trap. Yes, be careful, Harriet. This is a this is a sneaky lawyer trap. Uh, I think he's talking about the COVID inquiry. This is the problem when we get lawyers on the show. Yes. No. This no no. This isn't a lawyery trap. I'm just trying to demonstrate the thing I I was invited on by Martin to talk about, Uh, and now we we appear to be in this other. He's very clever. I know, Jeremy. When someone is making my brain hurt, it's he's like a sneaky hunter with a net, and he's about to throw it over the two of us and then drag us off to a cave to be skinned that's what's going to happen and you know I, what uh, i don't want to go to your loyally cave jeremy i want to I, see prince harry be held to account for what he's I done i don't think you're very good journalists what? Hey, what excuse me jeremy we've won awards miss miss well we were nominated i mean we we have two very separate issues here and we appreciate you being on the show to talk about them and we think i think perhaps if we just deal with the harry situation we can get back to the covid inquiry so i mean just mm-hmm. from a lawyer's point of view what do you think harry's doing you know i mean i've seen um an actor what do i think harry's performing doing? as what him on sky news is, is that yeah, well, crucially not what harry's doing that's what an actor on yeah, sky they news look is. Quite and, similar, and jeremy he couldn't ba- he couldn't back up any of his claims about phone hacking he can't prove i did anything so you did anything well, no, I just generally can't do, can't prove 
Are you, are you no saying comment. that you're implicated? No comment. In... Sorry, I've forgotten. I'm with a lawyer. No comment. My understanding, being not being in that realm at all, not mm-hmm. working on that case, is that Harry is going up against the Mirror Group about phone yes. hacking. Now, he's doing something that a lot of people have settled out of court for because they don't have the funds, they don't have the privilege where they can take on this conglomerate who, let's be frank, have absolutely done this in the past. So I, I think it's a good thing that he, at the very least, is shining a light on those people who, who don't have a platform. So as far as I understand it, that's what he's doing. The case hasn't been settled as we speak now. So the COVID inquiry yes. is something that we really also, need to can talk I about. Just before you say, can I just say, what about the people with platforms? Do you mean shoes or just pieces no. of wood? Well, what do you mean? Like, They're both. Who's going to shine a light on the people who've already got light shining on them? You what, know? like um, the, BTS? Who's going to speak for the journalists? Oh. Well, you know, right. like... Dear old what? Piers Morgan getting it in the neck, you know? Is he getting it in the neck? Mm, he is. He is. He's been mercilessly persecuted by those two from day one. He, it's oh, like geez. they've got an obsession against him. And I sometimes wonder if it's sexual. I don't understand how you legally get away with saying any of this on air, to be honest. Um, well, well, a lot of it is cut Ofcom doesn't mind. out of the podcast version. That, that makes a lot of sense. Look, at the moment, we're, we're in a situation where... So Baroness Haller is in charge of this mm-hmm. inquiry. She's rebuked the government. Awful. And um, the, she's a, an independent lawyer who's, who's just trying to get answers for the public, for people who listen to this podcast. And the, the cabinet's position at the moment is, and I quote, the cabinet's position is that it is working out its position. Jeremy, would you want people looking at your WhatsApp messages? No, I don't think you would, would you? If if I was in a, a public-facing sphere and there was strong evidence that I had broken law- laws and rules that other people had, mi- you know, had missed funerals to adhere to, I think uh, my WhatsApp, whether I like it or not, should be looked at. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to stop you there because you talk about breaking laws and I think we are setting a very, very dangerous precedent if we're going to start suggesting that the Prime Minister has broken laws. That's very, what do we, that is very, very dangerous. The, what could that the, lead to? Prime Minister getting punished? Yeah, that's exactly what it could lead to. No, it, that's what they did in the French Revolution. Well, is it? Yes, is and it? people ended could up with you no give me heads, Jeremy. The precise example ended, in the French Revolution of, of when that happened. When which, they which cut monarch off, when they cut off um, the, the heads of the, of the of the royals. But sorry, you've changed you've 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 changed the argument in in the middle there because you've said that the prime minister shouldn't be held accountable for crimes, and now you're talking about the people who cut off the heads of the monarchs. There's a very different uh, thing. Mon- so you what know, monarchs, prime ministers, they used to be similar things, didn't they? Jeremy, I, I, you know, I appreciate everything you're saying, but I, I have got to side with Harriet on this one. I think people getting their heads chopped off is a bad idea, and um, it's not good. The amount of straw men in the room with us is absolutely amazing. Mind you, I do think uh, cutting off Prince Harry's head now that it's extreme, but um, I think to not punish Harry is a very, very dangerous road to go down the, the do hypocrisy we want to be here for is that? so rife it's impossible to wade through i i can't i don't know what i'm doing here this is an embarrassment and i can't believe i can't believe anyone listens to this no one no one listens uh, i'm sorry is the booker of jeremy vine no one no that's true there's well, that's, so it's one I mean, what so the booker for jeremy yeah. vine listens one's more than listens 
to you, Jeremy. Okay. I seriously would advise you to, to seek legal advice because I, I don't think this is a I don't think this is uh, a healthy threatened situation. Getting by a lawyer. Getting not threatened by a lefty is, lawyer. I'm not left wing. This is the beyond politics. The blog once again has infiltrated the podcast in the form of Jeremy. I'm not threatening war. you. I'm saying that the way you conduct yourself on this podcast is so wildly yeah. unethical Sorry. that you are going to get sued by Sorry, somebody in, in the future. Realised how Boris Johnson feels. Do you know what? That doesn't surprise me. This, um, Jeremy, I'm very sorry that you've had to go through this. I have baked some fairy cakes. Perhaps you'd accept one as an apology and we'll get you on. You're almost worse than her. Did you hear that? It's after you now, Martin. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tweet at us, and keep those questions coming to nonsensepodcast.com. Brendan Murphy, Isha Hathaway, Essel Sears, Will Seabag-Mukore, and Ken Bush. I'm Harriet Langley-Smith.